You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a bootcamp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report Podcast. All right. Welcome to the June 2020 Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. I'm Liz. And I'm Jess. And we're from the Course Report team, so we spend our days helping students choose the best coding bootcamps for them. But each month, we round up all of the most interesting bootcamp industry news that we read about and chatted about in the Course Report office and share it with you. So this month, we're going to cover news about fundraises in the bootcamp world, ways the bootcamps can integrate with workforce development, and stories about the pros and cons of income share agreements. That's right. And of course, we're going to tell you all about the new coding bootcamps that we added to the course report directory in June. But June was no ordinary month. So let's start off. Every month we talk about how boot camps are working to diversify the tech pipeline, whether that's a new scholarship or even a boot camp that's, you know, launched specifically for a particularly underrepresented group in tech. This month, on top of COVID-19 and economic uncertainty and perhaps fueled in part by those things, Political unrest really came to a head with the murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor by police. And Jess and I are both in New York. So we were in the streets with our masks on, of course. And as I'm sure you all saw, brands were coming at consumers left and right with declarations that they stand with Black Lives Matter. And obviously, that's nice for visibility. But Jess and I really thought, you know, what's our lane and how can we help amplify work that's going on in our world of coding boot camps? So One of those lanes is exposing the data around demographics in boot camps and in tech. Obviously, coding boot camps are still a pretty small little enclave of education, but we know that they are more diverse than tech is right now and can actually help diversify the pipeline. For example, in the U.S., 13% of the population is Black, 7% of tech is Black, 3.3% of computer science degree holders are Black each year, but 9% of bootcamp grads are Black. And one of our previous teammates, Lauren Stewart, wrote a piece last year about how bootcamps have the potential to change the face of tech. So we took some time this month to update that piece with new stats, a bunch of scholarships that are specifically for Black and Latino students, and organizations that are already doing the work. Let's highlight a few of those. So the Yes, We Code Fund awards full tuition scholarships with the goal of 100,000 low-income youth of many colors to become high-quality coders. We also saw that there's V-Schools You Belong in Tech Scholarship, which is a full-ride scholarship and a paid internship. And the Medicine in the Classroom Scholarship, which awards up to $3,000 off the tuition for talented individuals from underrepresented groups. And Code 2040 is a nonprofit that we love. They're activating, connecting, and mobilizing the largest racial equality community in tech. They have this really cool early career accelerator program and a fellows program. 
And then we also wanted to highlight on Friday, July 17th, WinCode, which is a boot camp in Florida, is hosting a virtual Unite and Fight hackathon. Participants are going to use technology to design and build applications that will provide education, resources, and training to combat racism. I think that's a really fantastic opportunity for any bootcamp grad. And then also in the bootcamp world, Skills Fund, which is a bootcamp lender, is hosting a panel discussion. They've been doing these panel discussions throughout COVID. This month's is going to be with Black leaders in tech and Black graduates of coding bootcamps. It's on Tuesday, June 30th, and we'll share the link to register. And finally, just launched, Black CodeHer is a bootcamp in the UK that's run by a nonprofit called Coding Black Females, which aims to provide opportunities for Black female developers to develop themselves, meet familiar faces, network, receive support, and build relationships at their meetups. They're now on Course Report as well. So welcome to Course Report Black Coder. And we pinned these scholarships in a thread on our Twitter, and we'll continue to shine light on new scholarships we find. So if you're listening to this and you know of a scholarship or organization that we missed, please let us know. We want to share it. So let's head into news from June that we read specifically about diversifying tech. So 2U announced a $3 million scholarship fund this month. 2U acquired Trilogy Education in 2019, and at this point, they have so many partnerships with universities across the country. This scholarship is aimed at expanding access to tech boot camps for historically underrepresented candidates experiencing job loss or financial hardship. The fund will be broken down into individual scholarships of $2,500 and available to Black, Latino, and Indigenous learners, as well as women. The Grand Rapids Business Journal wrote about a full scholarship for women and gender minorities for Grand Circus's July and October 2020 cohorts. Grand Circus has campuses in Grand Rapids and Detroit, and they're partnering with the National Center for Women and Information Technology for this scholarship. Their director of marketing, Amanda Meets, talked to the Business Journal about why they're offering this scholarship. She points out that, quote, women comprise 47% of the overall workforce and only hold 25% of computing roles nationwide. Many of these computing roles are not even in development. And additionally, only 3% of computing-related jobs are held by Black women, 6% are held by Asian women, and 2% are held by Hispanic women. CodeWorks has partnered with Girl Code to offer 50 scholarships to help close the gender gap in tech. For women who want to break into tech, these scholarships can be used towards the tuition of a CodeWorks bootcamp. In May's podcast, we shared a St. Louis Public Radio article about Launch Code and other boot camps being a modern bridge between workforce development investments and individual students. Jeff Mazur, the executive director of Launch Code, wrote a guest post for Entrepreneur in June, and he wonders why we've been talking about the tech skills gap for 10 years, but that conversation isn't getting any more productive. And honestly, that's because it's not really so much a tech skills gap, but rather an opportunity gap. He gives really poignant advice for executives who want to narrow their company's tech skills gap. I'll just sum this up really quickly. One, he says to constantly evaluate your company's needs, what's already being automated, what likely will be, 
what new technologies do you need to implement and what roles are you going to need to implement them? Secondly, to invest in upskilling instead of sinking your resources into scouring a highly competitive job market. And three, to rework your job postings. He shares that a TalentWorks analysis of almost 100,000 jobs found that 61% of all full-time entry-level jobs required three-plus years of experience, and that's only getting worse. So on the other hand, there are forward-thinking companies like IBM who are hiring for the skills or training people with the right aptitude. And reworking your job postings can also be as simple as just using more inclusive language and cutting unrealistic demands for five to 10 years of experience. Along those lines, this month, we also saw that Black Girls Code CEO Kimberly Bryant called on tech CEOs to stand up and create change within the tech industry. Black Girls Code is a nonprofit org that provides tech education to young women of color. Digital Trends reports that Bryant demands that tech CEOs don't just make a statement, but commit to actionable steps to uproot the systemic inequities within the tech industry. Bryant says, quote, there's so much potential to create change with the resources that they, the tech companies, have. And if we can get someone to the moon in SpaceX, I think we can solve the diversity issue. I really do, end quote. Yeah, Kimberly is such an amazing voice in the fight for racial equality in tech. She's been at it for a while with Black Girls Code. And TechCrunch reported on a wider Bay Area initiative called Black Tech for Black Lives. The pledge is designed to elevate Bay Area community leaders who are working in tech's epicenter of the Bay Area on specific policy goals and by hiring and supporting more Black talent in tech. We signed that pledge as an ally organization and we started, you know, amplifying the work that so many organizations are already doing to get more Black developers into the tech pipeline. That also reminds me, there's a cool webinar this weekend called Where Are the Black Designers? Super relevant. And I will be sure to bring any takeaways to the July podcast. This month in an interview with Fox 17, Pivot Technology School owner Joshua Mundy reminds Nashville how important it is to support Black-owned businesses in the area. Pivot Technology School offers web development and data analytics boot camps with a focus on diversifying the tech pipeline by giving more people of color opportunities. And as we mentioned before, June has not only been a month of action and uprising for Black lives in America, but it's also the official month of pride. The next web's Tristan Green wrote about how to make STEM and tech a safer place for trans and non-binary people. Visibility is super important, but Tristan points out that when trans and non-binary people stand up for themselves, they're drawing even more attention to themselves. So we have to normalize those interactions by using they, them, unless explicitly informed otherwise, asking for pronouns and allies, including their own pronouns to normalize the practice. One easy thing to do as an ally that they point out is including your own pronouns in your email signature, which Jess, you and we should do that. We should definitely do that. Do it right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And in honor of pride, I took some time this month to compile a list of scholarships specifically for future boot campers who are LGBTQ. A couple of my favorites are Code Platoon's Transgender Veteran Scholarship, which covers the full boot camp tuition. Lesbians Who Tech have the ED Windsor Coding Scholarship, which can be used at one of Lesbian Who Tech's 18 partner coding boot camps. And I'd like to give a shout out to Grand Circus, who offers LGBTQ students an automatic tuition scholarship of $1,750. 
And lastly, every boot camper uses or learns GitHub, right? And BBC News reported this week that GitHub is changing its terminology in support of the Black Lives Matter movement, replacing the term master to a more neutral term like main, primary, or default. GitHub is also trying to rename blacklist and whitelist to use more racially neutral language. There was definitely news about fundraises this month, but first I want to start out with how massive open online courses, or MOOCs, have rocketed back from near extinction. Since coronavirus forced the world to hunker down, millions of adults have turned to online education to future-proof their working life. The New York Times wrote a piece this month about how this renewed interest in online learning could signal a resurgence for the once-struggling big online education companies like Udacity, Coursera, and edX. If you've been following the evolution of MOOCs, you'll remember that Udacity nearly folded a few years back, and they even laid off half of its workforce. Today, Udacity is bouncing back by offering nano-degree programs to individuals and specially tailored corporate training programs. That's really interesting. And in light of that, it makes sense that Degreed, which provides online corporate education for employees, has raised $32 million in a Series C extension round led by Al Ventures. We read about that in Ed Surge, which reminded us that last June, Degreed raised $75 million. So June must be Degreed's real, you know, their month. Acumen Latum Capital Partners, or ALCP, led a follow-on investment in Krahana, which is an online learning platform tied to Latin America. ALCP was the leading investor in this undisclosed round that included other investors, Adventures, Dilla Capital, and Mountain Nazca, Mexico. And Tony Wan reports in EdSurge that Noodle Partners has raised $16 million to help colleges build online programs. They don't specify that this is going to go towards building out boot camps specifically at universities. But of course, Noodle Partners has talked about their partnerships with universities like Tufts following that 2U trilogy model. Very cool. With colleges racing to come up with a reopening strategy for this fall semester, coronavirus has some high school seniors changing their college plans. These new plans could include taking a gap year, attending a college closer to home, and transferring at a later date. In a recent article, Vox highlights a few studies that high school graduates from lower-income backgrounds are more likely to delay their college enrollment And the longer the break is between their education, the less likely they are to graduate. Robert Farrington expanded on that in Forbes this June. He focuses specifically on the value of Ivy League schools. For example, Harvard University costs almost $68,000 per year for tuition, room, board, and fees combined. Farrington explains, quote, I think it's easy to imagine a world where students may not want to pay the Harvard sticker price to attend a prestigious university from their living room. After all, many experts say that part of the value of an Ivy League education is in the networking and who you meet and collaborate with while you're in school. With remote learning in place, the major benefit is off the table, end quote. And then Farrington also interviews Jeremy Shockey, who is the CEO of Lighthouse Labs, which is a boot camp in Canada. Jeremy agrees and believes that we are in for a huge gap year phenomenon where many people will choose to wait and see rather than attend that Ivy League school. 
of course, boot camps are the perfect way to spend a gap year. DICE highlighted the results of a new Stack Overflow survey that breaks down developers' education background. The survey showed that about three-quarters of developers have a bachelor's degree, and then nearly 72% of these developers earned their degree in computer science. As boot camps continue to expand with more online course offerings, I'm interested to see how those numbers are going to change. Over the past month, I spoke with a few coding boot camp graduates who chose a coding boot camp over a computer science course at a university. Just to highlight a few of them, so I spoke with Sheldon from Lighthouse Labs, who was frustrated with his CS degree program because it only focused on concepts, and he really wanted to dig into the programming needed for today's work. Holburton School alumni Danny greatly appreciated how her bootcamp program prepared her for the job search in addition to learning the developer mindset. And bootcamp graduate John Ray chose BrainStation for its small class size and the individual attention he received from instructors, something he wasn't able to get at the college level in a computer science type program. So if more students are thinking about gap years and looking for alternatives to college, then let's look at ways boot camps are tapping into the workforce development model. One example is a new data analyst apprenticeship program by TechSF and Galvanize. TechSF is the San Francisco Office of Economic and Workforce Development's registered apprenticeship initiative. For each employee that participates in Galvanize's free data analyst apprenticeship program, employers can earn $2,500 for each registered apprentice. And then those apprentices are learning the nuances of Python and mastering statistical programming, data-driven analysis, and data visualization. So yeah, it sounds like a win-win for the student and for the employer, Galvanize, and the company. So as Michael Scott would say, a win-win-win-win. (laughs) (laughs) This month, we also saw that Turing School of Software and Design in Denver, Colorado, launched a fellowship to improve job placement. Turing School is now offering a three-month full-time paid fellowship with a group of local companies. And Turing School will also include a special program within its curriculum, and it's aimed at helping bootcamp graduates enter a much different job market than when they started the bootcamp. According to InfoSecurity Magazine, Full Stack Academy, which already works with New York City on their cyber program, is offering free intro cybersecurity training courses to all American citizens. James Pratchett, who is the president and CEO of the New York City Economic Development Corporation, says, quote, Full Stack's free training courses will introduce New Yorkers to a field that provides good paying jobs. As the city faces a long economic recovery, programs like this, which offer an opportunity to learn in demand skills and a path to a better or a new job, are key. End quote. And we will put the link to enroll in that program in the blog post that accompanies this podcast. Newsweek asked the question, could this be the perfect time for you to learn to code online? Currently, there are 1.3 million coders in the U.S. workplace, and that number is steadily growing. Another interesting fact is that the average age of those 1.3 million coders is 38. So you're never too old to learn how to code. 
For those looking for a way into starting their coding journey, first figure out if you want to get into mobile, web, or desktop development, and then ask yourself where you want to go with your career after you've completed your coding program. Yeah, we've got a roundup on our blog of the best bootcamp prep programs as well, and many of those are free and online. I can suggest starting with App Academy's free online prep. Codesmith has CSX, which is also free. And then Flatiron School and Full Stack Academy both have free online prep courses. So start with those. According to WMC Action News in Memphis, the six-month-long bootcamp Code Crew partnered with Memphis Bioworks to offer full tuition assistance for custodial parents. It's called the Strengthening Working Families Grant, and it's targeted to help low- and middle-skilled parents pursue tech. Love that. And the application deadline actually ends on June 30th, which is really soon, especially if you're listening to this podcast. So apply as soon as possible. We'll put the link in the blog post. With the difficult economy and so many unemployed, income share agreements were on the news radar again. The Kitchen Table Economist published a straightforward list of the pros and cons of ISAs. In their list, the pros included the fact that an ISA incentivizes a boot camp to get their graduates hired. Cons included higher potential debt taken on by the student. And we saw those pros and cons kind of play out this month as well. Business Insider talked to former Holberton School students who say that the educational experience didn't live up to their expectations. Namely, just to point out, Holberton School is very much peer-driven, so there aren't instructors, and that's something that Holberton sees as a positive, but former students are frustrated by it. So Holberton's spokesperson said that its model is meant to teach students, quote, how to learn so they can become lifelong learners, and that students need to be able to learn on their own, just as they'll need to be able to learn on their own in their corporate world. But the other issue here is with the ISA. So generally, a student's contract gets canceled if they leave within one month of starting the program. But after that, they're on the hook to pay their ISA back. And Holberton is quite long. It's almost two years long. So once a Holberton graduate gets a job in any field, they are committed to paying 17% of their earnings back to the school up to a cap of $85,000, which we're hearing a lot of complaints in that Business Insider article about as well. Like I said before, Holberton is one of the longer boot camps, but $85,000 is definitely the highest cap that we've seen, definitely higher than almost every other ISA repayment cap that I've seen in the market. Yeah, that's significantly higher especially in comparison to this next article. So to address the down economy, Coding Bootcamp Galvanize is now offering a new student-friendly income share agreement structure, and that's to increase access to a tech education without students being bogged down by debt. The restructured ISA will be available to new Galvanize and Hack Reactor students for the remainder of this year, so 2020. Students pay a $2,000 deposit, and then they can defer their tuition until they earn a $60,000 salary. So that's different than Holberton School, which is a $40,000 salary. Students will never pay more than $25,000 total for their boot camp tuition. Like I said, this ISA structure is different from other boot camps whose tuitions can total up to $30,000 and have graduates making payments as soon as they're earning salaries of $40,000. 
And then one other ISA was featured in the news this June at Kenzie Academy. This is a sponsored piece, so it's a tad fluffy, but I just wanted to point out Kenzie Academy's CEO, Chuck, points out that they raised $100 million with the community investment management for student financing in 2019. So they've got this big chunk of change. And while some schools are restructuring their ISAs or even rolling it back in kind of COVID economy, Kenzie Academy is not facing that problem. The job search has never been easy, but a job search in a global pandemic may be taking the cake. That said, with a shortage of tech talent and tech skills in high demand, Europe's Sifted News names developers as the kings and queens of tech jobs right now. As Lewagon co-founder Rahman Palad says, coding skills are a job market safe haven. And to drill down even further, a new Crunchbase report found that there are six tech sectors that are still booming despite COVID-19. Venture capital continues to flow into organizations focused on telehealth, remote meeting and collaboration software, med and biotech, digital payment solutions, educational technology, and cybersecurity. So that is a way to kind of structure or narrow down your job search into those fields. NBC shared the five skills that experts say workers should master right now. So with millions of people unemployed, it may be the best time to find new opportunities and build some new skill sets. So experts are recommending honing soft skills like communication, but also consider learning new hard skills like data science and cybersecurity. We'll link to this piece in our news roundup so you can take a deeper look into it. Ryan Craig, who is a huge fan of apprenticeships, we've talked about his writing on this podcast many times before, wrote for Forbes this June about how apprenticeship training is super important in the data world. So we are basically a decade into the data revolution, and the scramble for data science and data analytics talent is not slowing down. If you're interested in a data career, then actually this entire article is kind of a great breakdown for you. He kind of goes through all of the jobs and data and kind of how to get there. But we're going to focus on the supply side of Ryan's article. He points out that PhDs are not necessary anymore for the majority of data roles. Instead, a data science bootcamp and a last mile apprenticeship is all that a smart student really needs. He gives the example of Talent Path, and Talent Path is an apprenticeship that uses real problems and projects borrowed from employer partners to develop those on-the-job skills. On another note, we came across this really cool roundup of 18 free data sets. Built-in's free data set list includes Instacart orders, IMDb reviews, hourly energy consumption, city bike system data, and dogs versus cats, which is apparently a data set referenced by Francois Chalet in his book, Deep Learning with Python. Yes, I've heard of that data set before. I mean, I think those data sets are perfect for anyone who's thinking about a data science bootcamp or just like getting started. Because a lot of times, you know, you want to work with data, but if your company doesn't like give you (laughs) access to their database, that's really hard. So we'll definitely link to that in our June news roundup on the blog. Dice shared an interesting roundup of the average data scientist salaries right now in the U.S., The average starting salary for data scientist is $91,000, while more senior data scientist roles can earn up to $169,000. 
This article cites that data scientists' jobs will grow by 19% over the next few years. So if you've been considering switching into data science, now may be a perfect opportunity. And Built in Chicago published tips to live your best life as a remote employee. And they talked to Emily Doyle, who's an employee at Flatiron School, who works from home. She has a lot of good advice. But one thing I definitely agree with here is that she says to maintain focus by deliberately keeping parts of your calendar free of meetings altogether. Reflecting on my life working at home, that is such a huge help to have chunks of the day where you don't have meetings. The next web highlighted three personal growth tips from Circle CI Chief Architect Patrick Shields. These tips included focusing on growth and outcomes, but I was most interested in his tip that says you should assume you are smart enough to understand. So Shields says those in tech should be learning how to ask questions in order to learn from those working around you. And also it's important to give yourself the space you need in order to do good work. I love that mindset. That's great. And then finally, Jack Kelly wrote about companies who are leading the work from home revolution in Forbes this month. And one of those that they highlighted was Lambda School, who announced a permanent work from anywhere policy. So employees are free to work from home, from an office or from anywhere within the United States. And then we saw some really cool news about boot campers themselves this month. So Jess, tell us about what these Forbes 30 Under 30 alumni are doing. Yeah, that's right. So Forbes 30 Under 30 alumni, they came together to create a platform called Volunteer, and that's spelled V-O-L-U-N-T-I-E-R. And Volunteer connects small businesses in Detroit with coding students who are looking for more real-world experience. Many of the small businesses in Detroit lack the technical skills to build their own websites and online presence. With the volunteer platform, these businesses can find the right developers who specialize in e-commerce, website development, and even social media. The developers who participate in this program earn ratings, reward points, endorsements, and also networking opportunities. This Forbes initiative also reminded me of Outen Tech's digital core team, where Outen Tech volunteers build websites for LGBTQ activists around the world. So if you're looking to get involved, we'll be sure to link to both of these initiatives in our June news roundup on the blog. Very cool. And Coding Bootcamp Hack Reactor interviewed Jeff Ellington, who is the Chief Operating Officer of Runback Election Services, about how software engineers could save this year's election. While the U.S. continues to battle COVID-19, much of the country is expected to submit mail-in ballots for the general election this year. And this means that the election will require software engineers who can help bring integrity to mail-in ballots by building and maintaining secure software that meets the needs of each jurisdiction. Software engineers will also be critical in supporting this election with cybersecurity, auditing, and higher-level management of data. And while there isn't a ton of news about new businesses popping up in this economy, we still caught news of new coding boot camps throughout June. That's right. So Wish TV reports that Indianapolis-based coding bootcamp 1150 Academy has partnered with utilities company Vectrin and entrepreneurial initiative Elevate Ventures to bring a coding bootcamp to southwestern Indiana. 
the three partners are providing a $160,000 in tuition to support a progressive income share agreement. And that ISA will provide students from the region with 0% interest financial aid, and they'll pay it back only after the student is hired in a tech position. Crypto Briefing shared that blockchain educator B9 Labs is now offering a six-month professional blockchain engineer program. B9 Labs is also offering an income share agreement to those who enroll in this boot camp. In a press release this month, we learned that Pittman Training in the UK is partnering with US-based education platform Launch Life to offer web development boot camps. And Coding Dojo is collaborating with MIT Bootcamps in order to launch the Coding and Innovation Bootcamp. The press release states that students first participate in a 10-week course led by MIT instructors and focused on entrepreneurial problem solving. Then students complete a six-week online Coding Dojo Bootcamp, which is basically a crash course in web and software development fundamentals. And finally, we saw that Virginia Tech is partnering with Full Stack Academy. Virginia Tech will be offering live online coding and cybersecurity boot camps. We also added six new schools to course report listings this month, and all of them have online campuses. First up, we added the 10-week online University of South Florida coding bootcamp, which is powered by Reviture. We also added Job Easy, which is an online QA automation and DevOps bootcamp. And we added School of IT, which offers tech bootcamps both online and in-person in Cape Town. We added the 24-week online business skills bootcamp Praxis, as well as XR Terra, which offers AR, VR bootcamps online and in Boston. And lastly, we added Cornerstone International Community College of Canada, or CICCC, which offers courses in web and mobile development, network and systems solutions, and digital marketing. Students in these programs are also eligible for a full-time paid co-op work experience. Very, very cool. Well, let's wrap up by sharing our favorite pieces to work on for the Course Report blog this June. We published a ton of good bootcamp alumni stories this month, plus a couple tours of online bootcamp classrooms and tutorials. But Jess, what was your favorite piece to work on? I really enjoyed speaking with Momentum alumni Mo this month, who is now a systems programmer at Duke University. Mo's background is in fine arts, and after years as an art consultant, she switched into software development for a new challenge. Mo offered this really sage piece of advice for boot campers now. Sleep. It's important and will help you get better the next day. Very good advice, Mo. And then I interviewed a designer named Anderson who won a scholarship to Shillington School. It was really interesting to hear what she actually learned at a design boot camp because we don't really get to talk to a ton of graduates of straight up design boot camps. Instead of getting coding projects to build, they were assigned design briefs and they learned about design thinking, Adobe tools and sketch. And that scholarship that Anderson won is actually open now again for 2020. So you can submit an application by July 13th at 5 p.m. to receive 50% off tuition.
And that does it for our June 2020 podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep checking in on Course Report for the latest about online bootcamp opportunities. And we'll see you next month on the July 2020 Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. Of course, we love your feedback. So please email us your thoughts at hello at coursereport.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please help other future boot campers find it by going to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this podcast, subscribing to the Course Report podcast and leaving us a review. And we'll see you in July. Bye.